Yo, what up, everybody? It's your boy, the Mustache Messiah. Well, formerly the Mustache Messiah. We do an hour though now, so it's the it's the Mustache Okage. That's what we're doing right now. It's the Mustache Okage West, and this is I got next. Yeah. And I messed up already. It's not Hokage. It's the Raikage. Shouts out to the Cloud Village. You already know what it is. Okay, you guys might be wondering, what's going on? I'm talking about Naruto. People who know me know it's Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Fodai. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're doing. I like other animes, but I'm a 90s anime guy. Super action, blood, that's it. You know what I'm saying? And so for the longest, people were saying, hey, man, you're supposed to be watching Naruto. You got to watch Naruto, Shippuden, the ninjas, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. I wasn't hearing it. The headbands, the stupid run, which they stole from Dragon Ball Z, by the way. You know what I mean? You guys forget that. But the dumb run, the headbands, I don't care about kunai, ramen. You know what I mean? I thought this shit. That's what I thought. So I, I didn't care about that show. I tried to watch it. It was on TV. Didn't like it. Wasn't my cup of tea. Never got to Shippuden. So I said, forget it. But guess what? I'm here to tell you I've watched it in its entirety. Shippuden, the first installment of Naruto, all that. And that's what these podcasts are here for. I'm going to be doing a little series, a few episodes. This specific episode right here is going to be part one. We'll say part one of two parts and we're going to do these first two parts is just going to be uh, the first installment of Naruto. We're not doing Shippuden yet. After I do these first two parts, then I'm going to break down every season of Shippuden and we'll go from there. You know what I mean? I might have a couple different guests on every other episode. Who knows? Maybe go solo. I don't know. Today's the first episode. We're starting from the jump. I'm going to just run through half of Naruto. Not half of Naruto, just to the tuning exams. Of Naruto. We're going to just, you know, go through it, what we like, what happened, some cool jutsu, all of that, right? And we're planning to do this all the way to Shippuden. You guys are going to hear some takes that you might not like, some takes that you might agree with, some takes that you might not agree with. Sit back, enjoy the ride. If you have some arguments, hit me on Facebook, hit me on Twitter. You know where to find me. You know what I'm saying? Come on. This guest that I have on this episode is probably the biggest Naruto fan that I know. He was another reason why I was like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and just watch this. And I couldn't have anybody better on for the first episode of the, what are we going to call this? The Shinobi series? Let's call it the Shinobi I series. I like that. I like that. I you like, like that? that a lot. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, boom. Okay. The first episode of the Shinobi series, we got my man Chris Cox. You might be familiar with him from the Big Blur po- podcast. Big nerd fan, big nerd, big anime, all that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. All that. You know what I mean? A fountain of knowledge. What's up, Chris? <laughs> What's up, Wes, man? Thanks for having me on the show. I always love your intros. It's so much energy, man. And it's just dope. And really quickly, I'm going to uh, shamelessly plug myself. So if you guys want to go ahead and listen to any of my content in my podcast, please check me out on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, which is Apple Podcasts now, Google Play, any pretty much podcast hosting site, you can catch the Big Blur podcast. And you can hit me up on social media at Instagram. It's big underscore blurred. Same thing on Twitter and Facebook. So, yes, we are here. The Shinobi series. Let's dive into it. Boom. Get my boy Big Blur. Please 
great content. And real quick before we dive into Naruto, if you go listen to this man's podcast, he is so detailed. This man is so detailed and he knows what he's talking about. So you're getting not only knowledge, but you're getting a, a different point of view and a real research point of view. So it's not coming out of his ass, guys. Go listen. Please go listen. I try. Man. I try. No, you, you deliver every time. So let's jump into it, man. Look, what does Naruto mean to you? Let's just jump into it like that, man. Why are you, why are you such a big fan of Naruto? What drew you into this show? Man, I'm a story guy. Like, I love stories, whether it's a love story. With, and like, like I've said before, we've said on a podcast before, I think everything, movies, film, TV, books, no matter what it is, has a love story kind of at the underlying heart of it. And so that really captured me for Naruto. I mean, you have a kid who's essentially neglected and raises himself and causes all of these problems because he just wants some attention. He just literally wants someone to be like, give him a hug and shit. Mm -hmm. And he literally has to fight for everything he gets. And if you know me, you know why I know love Naruto, then you know I love Rocky. That exact <laughs> sample. So is it that exact example, that exact underdog character that has to fight for everything he gets. And I guess I see a little bit of myself, maybe more than a little bit of myself, and I feel like always had to fight for everything. Like every, you know, when I, and I'm a sports fan, I played sports, I played football in high school, college, and all that stuff. I always felt like I had to fight just a little bit more, and in some cases a lot more than the person next to me who may have been blessed with more talent than me. Mm. So it, it 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 always hit that nerve that that's what Naruto was. It's like he's the embodiment of you know hard work, beef, talent every day. You know, and because straight up, that, that's all he is is hard work. Every I mean, he's a goofball about it. Mm -hmm. At sometimes he's an asshole, but he is completely focused on hard work, and he never forgets his friends. Like he doesn't hard work and leave his people behind. He's hard work. And he's always turning around with a hand open, like, come with me. And that's the type of dude you want next to you, whether you play playing sports, whether it's a partner in life, you know, whether it's just a friend, whether it's your boss, you want somebody like that in your corner. You got to have that. The support system is real. And it's ironic because he didn't have that at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? You would think. You you would think he'd be the most bitter in the whole elite village, you know what I mean? But all he wanted to do was protect it, which is crazy. It's because he made a choice. Like, and a lot of people criticize, and I know what you're gonna talk about is you know the whole talk no jutsu because he's always because instead of beating the shit out of his villain or his opponent or whoever's in front of him, uh, his antagonist, he literally just taps into their broken psyche, their broken childhood. He's literally a therapist. And he's like, yo. Tug on them heartstrings. For real. <laughs> like, he, he literally gives them a vocal hug and it's like, I could have been just like you. I would have, I could have been next to you and we could have been doing all this terrible shit, but I made a choice to just not be like that. And then people who didn't think they had a choice, Gar is a big character that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Someone who didn't think they had a choice and was only going to be a monster, what everyone thought they uh, were going to be, or whatever they thought of them as, as a monster. It literally, you know, for lack of a better word, gives them a verbal hug. And it's like, it's going to be all right. You don't have to be what people think you are. You can change. You have to make that choice. 
And I think it, it does wear on you. And I love my fight scenes too. And so the fact that he talks everybody is like, fuck, come on, all right, Naruto. Just everybody, Naruto, come just, on, my just, boy. just give him the hands. You know you got it. But you I think got it, it. But I think that makes it special when he does break out the hands. Like when, you know, I know we were jumping ahead way down the road, but he, you know, when he fights Momoshiki and Boruto, and he just shows him the level of hands that he has. When he fights Gara, when he even gets older in, in the Will of Fire arc, uh, which is the movie, I mean, it, it's, it, it makes it more special when he does break out the hands because it's like, oh, okay, he decided he can't talk no more. He so left his little break. violin at home. Yeah, so I mean, it, it, it makes it special. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like, oh, okay, he just destroyed half of the planet. Okay, good job, Goku. You know, <laughs> I'm about to say, what's that? Sounds a little personal, my boy. What's going on with that? It doesn't. It doesn't just seem like it's every day. It seems like he he has to make that internal choice to throw the hands. And I think that's to me as a as a viewer. To me, that was special. As someone who likes the stories, I'm like, boom. Now I can get into that. That that makes me follow it all the time. I'm gonna go out on a limb here before we dive into to, <laughs> to our young protagonist. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say. Naruto was actually not stupid. He was no. hyper. He was hyper self aware that he knew he didn't have hands like that. So let me talk to these boys real quick. I think he knew he'd get his ass beat in a couple of situations. I think he's scared to lose. Mm, he, had no. to, he, had, he had to use his words. I think he just realized that fighting isn't always the key because you got to remember this is coming from the kid that was getting kicked out of everything. Right? He was getting kicked out of school. He was people were picking on him. So he was literally fighting his entire childhood. Like Which was, is the Leaf Village's fault. He yeah, he's fighting, he's fighting all these bullies that put bully him. In flashbacks, you find out he was fighting bullies that were trying to bully Hinata. Like he was fighting for everybody and literally just to survive and shit. So once he got the hands, and this was fighting before he knew he could fight or knew how to fight. He just couldn't that, do shit. He, he was just do that tough. He's Scrappy. Fighting. Yo, this is literally Captain America and just saying I can do this all day and just taking it and just like I'm not gonna back down. I may not win the fight, but I'm not gonna stop fighting either. And then so I think when he got the hands and he got the ability to fight, he was like, shit, I don't need to fight. Let me just talk to these people for a little bit. Let me figure out why you out here trying to kill my whole village. Maybe you just need some food. Maybe you just need a hug. Maybe you just need somebody to tell you you're not a monster. And then we can switch shit up. I think because he fought all his life, I think he realized fighting is the last resort. And if I can't talk to you and, and, and make you see that we can do better on the same side, then I got to fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> then I got to put the hands on you. But if I don't have to, let's try to end this peacefully. Well, we do, we do know he is a scrappy young kid. I mean, the first thing we see from him is fucking graffiti on the damn, <laughs> all the Hokages on the statues. We see him running amok in the town, you know what I mean? Barely got into the school, barely got his damn headband if it wasn't for Aroka Sensei. What was it, Aroka Sensei? Aroka Sensei and, and, uh, and stealing, being manipulated to steal the secret jutsu. And mm-hmm. then, but then, again, showing you his willpower. He fucking learned it overnight. Yep. Will like he, he learned it by himself mm-hmm. and just said, I'm, I, I need to pass. Like he gave himself a goal and it's like, I got to learn this and I got to show it off. And yes, it was, he was manipulated to do it, 
But I think what it showed, when it showed Lord Forth and it showed Aruka, it's like, oh my God, he does have talent. It just needs to be focused. Like Naruto and me coming from working as a, as a social worker and working as like a teacher in, um, uh, in alternative schools, you know, Naruto is an EBD kid. He's emotionally behavioral. Oh. <laughs> Naruto's an EBD kid. Naruto has an IEP. <laughs> he has his he has his monthly IEP meetings. You know what I mean? But it needs to be focused. You know, he's in there because it just needs to be, he's fighting for everything. Like school is not his biggest worry. He's trying to figure out he's gonna eat when he goes home. Boy, what? They you know what I mean? My... You know what I'm saying? Like who's paying out... the rent? Lord Fourth, but he was Lord Fourth was paying the rent, but just enough. Like, no, the third. Was, you mean the third? Sorry, Lord Third, and he was still he was still um, still drinking spoiled milk. You know what I mean? So he was like, if you want to really put it in realistic terms, Lord Third was just paying enough rent for Naruto to survive to go to school. Third Naruto, yeah, but uh, yeah, the Third Okage. He, he might he might needed to die. He, I ain't gonna lie. He, 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 he might have needed to die, man. We'll, we'll we'll get into that in these upcoming yeah. episodes, but he might have needed to die, boy. He's some bullshit. Like, people gonna say, like, when you look at it, when you look at like real kids in real life and they act up in school, they're not even mad at you. They're trying to figure out where their meals coming from. They yeah. didn't sleep or they didn't sleep all night mm-hmm. or whatever it is, and then they're trying to focus themselves into school. And so when Naruto finally had a task that he was like, oh, shit, I can do this. This is something that's going to impress somebody. He put all of his, like, four foot nine, 89 pound, 12-year-old <laughs> body into it. And he learned it to the point where he was making fully full clones of himself, not just shadow, like, full clones that were just beating the shit out of people. And I think that showed you what he could be. And then that's where it gives us a little peek to his chakra levels. Like, okay, he's in the woods making a million damn clones. And then you just learned this. How did you do that? How you had the chakra to do this shit? Yeah. You and know, so. He was more powerful when he fights for people. Exactly. Remember when, when he first did it, it wasn't that many clones. Like but two. then when, when Aruka Sensei got hit with that super huge ninja star, which that I boy. still don't know how he survived. How did you survive from that boy? He should have been paralyzed at very least. <laughs> he got hit with it, and then he saw him there, and he would, then he was like, I, when he felt the need to protect someone that actually believed in him, that's when he like manifested. It was like the hundreds of them. Clones hanging out the trees. That's when you realize, oh, okay, that's his power is to fight for other people. Mm-hmm. And that's when you realize, okay, there you go. This is about to be a good show. Yeah, well, kind of for me. I was <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, there's a little bit of action here. He finally got this damn headband. And the whole time now, so these guys graduate from the academy. I'm dealing with Sasuke being super fucking moody. I'm dealing with fucking Sakura just being like useless. Like, what are you doing? Shut up. Why is your character here? You know, and all of a sudden, these guys are together. They're part of Team Seven. Yeah. And they're trading under Kakashi. And 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 now they're like, oh yeah, nobody's ever, nobody's ever continued under Kakashi. Nobody's ever passed. He's never passed anybody. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. test, never passes. And so I'm like, oh damn, what, what, uh, how's this, how's this about to go? Because I mean, obviously I know the show continues, but I'm like, how, what, what's about to happen now? What do they do? They do a little bell test, a little bell oh, test. It, get the bells, get the bells. A thousand and, years of death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a thousand years of death. <laughs> a thousand right? years so, of death. 
I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, okay, two bells, three people. When he said one of them is going to go back to the academy, you know, at this time, I don't know no better. I'm really thinking somebody's going back to the academy. So I'm like, damn, Sakura, you threw. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I had you immediately pick Sakura. Like, oh, yeah. And look, at this no point, bells. I don't know shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't know nothing at this point. I'm just like, Sakura, you threw. Like, at least I know this dude do some shadow clones. Like, he might, you know what I'm saying, pop out some surprise shit. Who knows? You're not doing nothing. So, you know, surprisingly enough, she gets a bell. Naruto gets no bell. Okay, they pass their little test. They feed them the food, whatever. Okay, it shows that Sasuke has some sort of humanness to him or whatever. He's not a total dickhead. You know what I mean? At that point, I guess I don't really know what the extent of his pain is. You know what I mean? We, I just know he's yeah. the last Uchiha. I didn't even know he had a brother at the time, really. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just looking at him like, damn, this fucking emo kid with this fucking par- Paramore-ass haircut. Like, <laughs> she said I don't fucking like... I'm just like, please, man. Like, okay, I get it. You're strong, dude. Yeah, okay. You're fucking... I'm thinking he's Kakashi Jr., right? Again, I don't know shit about this. I'm like, oh, whatever. So these, these guys are, are joining Team 7. What they do? They do a couple little missions around town. Sasuke is still a dickhead. Naruto's still causing trouble, really not adding to the team. Didn't he, like, punk out on a couple missions? Like, they, they got attacked, right, when they were with Kakashi? Sasuke, or are you talking about uh, uh, Naruto? He got, they, when they yeah. got attacked, he, he got when they first froze got attacked up. The first time. When they first got attacked the first time, that land of waves are when they were going to save the bridge builder. Bridge builder. Uh, he did. <laughs> the bitch builder. <laughs> the bitch builder. <laughs> yeah. Um, he got, he froze up and he didn't fight. He he was like, he couldn't move. And that's when Sasuke. Talking all that shit. Talking major shit to him. But at the end, my man Naruto made his like blood oath, stabbed himself in the hand and said, I'm never, that's never ever going to happen to me again. I'm never going to stand still. Wow. One of my friends needs help. And is this when we first get a glimpse of that nine tail power when they were on the bridge? Is that like the first time you really yes, kind of when, started getting when, when they were fighting um, Zabuza, Zabuza and um, what's the ice motherfucker? I thought that was a girl the whole time, by the way. Everybody did catfish. That was the first catfish. Real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. I gotta throw this out there. I gotta throw this out there. This was, this came out in America, what, 2002, right? 2002. Not gonna lie, the writers, the creator, was pushing the limits in America. I don't know what they were doing in Japan or what was uh, socially acceptable or, you know, whatever in, in Japan, but we all know how 2002 was. You know it, I mean? It's the like, androgynous look, man. It was androgynous, it was uh, gender bending. I'm and surprised it, people didn't like push back on it back then. That's all I'm saying. Like, because it it's wasn't good so they did. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. Now, or I'm not, I'm not bad. Not even push back. I mean, like, I'm I'm surprised people like just went for it. Like, we're like, oh yeah, this is cool. Yeah, you know what it, I mean? It just it just so it's just a funny little like the anime community does not give a shit. <laughs> Never give a shit. You know what I mean? It's kind of funny. Like everything is whatever in anime. Well, like, oh, not, okay, but, so girls, your boy. What is it? Oh, whatever. Okay. But even back then, you gotta remember it wasn't as popular as it is now. So anime wasn't mainstream. So you You're had right. you had just, and I'm gonna say a couple, but it was it was 
technically, I don't want to say underground, but it was just starting. Niche audience. Niche it was audience. very niche. People watching it on Cartoon Network, people watching it at night or like after school or on Toonami. So it wasn't everybody. So adults weren't watching this or lawmakers who got you know mm-hmm. issues with sexuality, which is the dumbest shit in the world. They weren't watching it or picking up on little tidbits of it to be, oh, this is bad. Nobody which is good. It. Which yeah, is no. good though, because it might not have got as far as it did. No, you got to watch it. Like that. Yeah, you got to watch it in peace. You just got everyone. Every, I mean, everyone got like, oh shit, that's a boy. That's a boy. Like, yeah. <laughs> everybody got catfished in the beginning, especially because the the voice actors, mm-hmm. the, the voice actors, you played it similar to a what would be like oh could be a female voice and mm-hmm. so it you know it is what it is but I yeah didn't i did that at all not me neither i just thought it was interesting i was like oh wow that was yeah, you that know was what i mean I'm, I'm watching that in this time period 2021 2022 and of course you know everything's everything yeah. now but it's just like oh my man this really flew over in 2002 but Major I, catfish. I, yeah Major i catfish, forgot you're right bro. it was not that it wasn't like it is now you know no but it was the catfish because i watched it with my kids you know i watched it with my kids and they all thought it was a boy right I mean, they, a girl they all, they all yeah. thought it was a girl too and they were like that's a boy and i'm like yeah boys can look like that yeah, girls and, can and look boy. like boys and boys can look like girls it's like you just have to take the person as it is so, there you go and it opens but, it up to that kind of shit. Yeah. Give, give yeah, people that. some context, though. The first time you were watching this, how old were you? Where, where were you at in your I, life? Because I when this came in, on for me, I was probably like in 2002. I was in fourth grade. Yeah. And so if you don't understand, there is an age gap between me and Wes. So I am 41. So in 2002, I was 21 years old. <laughs> so I was only 21. I was in college. I was in university. I was playing football. And I was watching this in college. Like, I was watching the shows when I could, especially, you know, on that free cable. Toonami was one of those free cable <laughs> yep, channels. There you go. Uh, basic cable channels. So, I was watching it there, and then they had a Barnes & Noble, so I can go get the manga. Or what I did, because I was broke, I would just go to Barnes & Nobles and read the manga <laughs> in Barnes & Nobles, yep. and then put it back on the shelf by the library. Um, now they're in lobby. Shit. Now you can buy the manga in Walmart now. That's a whole different story. But it's crazy. Um, which is it's crazy, it's dope. But that's what I used to do. That's how I watched it. So I was older. I was an adult, so to speak, in age. Mm-hmm. And um, so I watched it from that standpoint where I could process it more, like I said, on the storytelling line. Mm-hmm. Like I love that storytelling. And then I would correlate that to me in the gym or me, you know, in practice or me in the classroom or me, whatever. So I correlated that back to me and me kind of being a knucklehead in school too so it it, it i um resonated and with naruto as a character and i was able to do that because i had more life experience to look back on and be like yeah i like that i i kind of relate to that character and that's why i wanted to bring that up to you know kind of get some of the listeners to understand that this was whether I like it or not, this was <laughs> this was a far-reaching anime even back in the day. You know yes, what I mean? It, it, it was a far, it, it was very far-reaching. Yes, and and this wasn't my first anime because again, I'm I'm older. I was 21 at the time. I I started watching anime when I was oh my God, I don't remember, I'm gonna say when I was like nine, eight or nine. I started watching anime. And then different types. And then we've talked about this before. Like, I used to watch uh, Ralph Bakshi's 
and like he did Ralph Bakshi animated the Lord of the Rings. And there's like a funny meme on it because of the way it, it looks really cheesy now. But the animation for Lord of the Rings or the animation for Fire and Ice, which is based on the drawings. You showed me Frank, that. Yeah, yeah it was crazy. which is based on the drawings of Frank Fazetta. And so I watched that and then I started, then I found like Japanese anime because then I found like Vampire Hunter D, uh, like the original Appleseed, Pat Labor, um, Gundam Wing, uh, Demon City Shinjuku, Night Hunter. Like I started, I started finding all of those animes and just like consuming the shit out of them. And so like when I got to be 21 years old, I felt like I was kind of a connoisseur and watched all these um, uh, underground mm-hmm. uh, animes. I had watched all these underground animes that like no one even knew about. And then when they started coming on Toonami and Cartoon Network and stuff, I was like, oh yeah, I watched that. I watched that on DVD or I watched that on Bootleg. You know, like when everybody was like, oh my God, I'm a cure. I'm like, yeah, I used to have the, the copy of a cure. I used to watch that all the time, you know, so... Which is it, crazy because I didn't see that until I was in college. Man, Akira was so my. I, you know what? Akira was the first anime I sat and watched. Now, like my dad, kind of was like, "What are you watching?" Because my dad's an artist, and so he sat down and he watched the way it was in. He's like, "Oh, this is kind of cool." That was the first time my dad ever said anything I was watching, <laughs> other, than, <laughs> other than anything with building a house or whatever. <laughs> That's the first time my dad said anything I was watching was kind of cool. But yeah, so I, I I'm deep in the anime game. So by then, you felt like you had a great perspective on how to be able to judge something like this. Me, yes. me in 2002, not so much. If they weren't fighting, if you're not throwing hands, if you're not, you know what I'm saying, give me a little two-minute monologue and then just throw hands for 10 episodes. You know what which I'm saying? Is, you're not doing that, I don't care. Which is why I think you and I disagree respectfully, which is you mm-hmm. and I disagree on um, Dragon, Balls, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I mean, and then, you know, oh, NC, we do, for sure. But after watching all of these episodes, I understand where you're coming from. You know what I mean? But we'll, the, we'll get into that way later. Yeah. Let's, yes. let's, get, let's get back to my boy Haku, right? That's what Okay. Like, yes. Haku. Yes. Haku. So we're on the bridge now. And this is probably the very first time for me that I'm like, okay, uh, I, all right, people like this show. I, okay. I'm seeing something here because not only are they using the, like they're fighting in a team. That's the difference between, and again, I'm sorry, listeners, you're going to hear a lot of comparisons between this and Dragon Ball. (laughs) If you don't like it, I mean, Big Whoop want to fight about it. You know what I'm saying? It's just going to happen. But uh, one thing that I really liked early on was the team aspect of Naruto. They, yes. they do a lot of team fights. And, and Dragon Ball, they fought as a team a couple times. There's like a, well, there's a few times they fight as a team, but it's not really for long. They don't do many no. team moves. Like they might no. have one, two moves, and then it might break off into like, yeah, I just knock this nigga out, and I'm about to just fight you right now solo. You know what I mean? Or yeah, they do they do a bunch of like, a bunch of that. And Naruto, they use a bunch of team moves. And so yes. when Sasuke and Naruto are starting to use that teamwork together, I'm like, okay, these boys can be bad. You know, I mean, you already got Kakashi fighting Zabuza. He's he's and at this point, guys, I don't respect Kakashi. I know he's strong. <laughs> I know he's strong. I know yeah. he's strong. Not my character though. But you don't know, and, and like you said, at this point, at this point, it. I don't know nothing. I just yeah. see him. Um, I think I, I think by this time he has the Sharingan. 
Right? We, yeah, we, he's, we are, he, he, he got already it. shows us. He already yeah, shows he's us, copied right? he Ninja. And then he shows it with Zabuzar. So he shows it with Zabuzar. Yeah. And and so already off the Ripskies, guys, this is my first thought. I'm like, okay, this guy don't show his face. This guy has a Sharingan. I don't know the full story of the Uchiha clan, but I do know at this point that Sasuke is the last one. So if you're the last one and this guy got a damn Sharingan, what's going on here, fella? Like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? I'm real skeptical about him already. Don't like him. Right? But he's over there fighting Zabuza. That's cool. I'm watching Naruto and Sasuke go to work. And the whole time, where's Sakura? She was defending the bridge builder, though. You mean hiding with the bridge builder? No. Yes and no. Dodging, uh, Kata- dodging ice, ice bullets and shit. She dodging Kakashi, ice Listen, Kakashi told her to stay put because she was going to jump into the fight. And she took out her knife and said, I have to go fight. And then Kakashi was like, no, you have to protect the bridge builder. The bitch builder. The bridge builder. That's going to be my opinion existence this whole episode. Watch. <laughs> episode, what do you call this episode? Bitch builders. Bitch builders. The Shinobi battles. <laughs> and so she had to stay over there. And yeah, they kind of they kind of pumped her out and they gave her that, oh, you just have to stand in the background. She got nanny duties. They gave her oh, nanny. They're not doing a good job of making me want to like soccer at this point you know and i'm watching it years after everybody else has already watched this so i didn't realize it was a thing to not like soccer i didn't know that i had no clue that just, it was just like oh soccer you know what i mean that's just a, a, a thing so i'm watching it, i'm like yeah i get it guys she sucks like <laughs> dude you know what i mean forget it and, I, and, no go ahead no, and I was just going to say, and, and this is really, like I was saying earlier, where we see the nine tails kind of seep out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I start to really understand the whole jutsu thing. Because while they're just in the village doing like trivia shit, of course, I see the shadow clones. You know, you see, uh, you see a little bit of, of the bugs, I think, by that time. Yeah. You don't see too many like, you know what I mean? I'm thinking just jutsu is just like a... A little skill each person has based on their bloodline or some shit like that. Or, or maybe they would have learned. And then when Haku comes out and he's doing this whole ice shit, he's going through ice walls and different, you know what I mean, dimensions and shit. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. This is different. You know what I mean? And, I, and I, I'm, still, I'm still trying to get the grasp of the whole genjutsu, t- fucking taijutsu, ninjutsu thing. So all that was kind of confusing me at that point. I was a little, you know confused as to why these guys don't know this is like what wasn't it under Genjutsu for a little bit? Somebody was under Genjutsu for a little bit on the bridge, right? Uh under the bridge? No. It was under, I don't think so. I can't remember off the top of my head. Because it was just uh I guess the mist. But that's still part Oh, but that wasn't yeah that was that was part of I'm, I'm skipping. Yeah, yeah, I'm skipping that, was, that was that, was, that mist. That was yeah mist. that was part yeah, of his yeah, yeah, yeah. was being able to yeah. call that because he's from the the swordsman of the mist. Yeah, and he's one of which is which I think they did do a really good job of saying how good of a swordsman he was, and they actually don't start saying that until later on. You realize how big of a foe he, he was, was in Shippuden. Yeah, yeah, because then you start realizing. Oh, and then when he got reanimated, then you yeah. really see how how much of a threat he was, which I think then really bolsters how good Kakashi was because they made it look like he was a B level villain. Yeah, when because he was really Kikashi, out here. 
Yo, he was really out there, which tells you, which starts to show just how elevated Kakashi was and just how good of a ninja he was. I mean, he was in Ambu Black Ops. Uh, the B word that killed me. He was in Ambu Black Ops at eight, eight or nine. He was in Ambu nine, Black Ops. Like so, I mean, it, ridiculous in terms of skill level. And at this point, I didn't know that. I just, I'm still thinking he's like a traitor or something, dog. I don't know. <laughs> I'm really thinking he's the ops. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm just, I'm in the moment, guys. I thought he was the ops. I don't know, man. So we get him on the bridge and they have this come to Jesus moment with Haku, him and Naruto, about, you know, why are you pr- protecting? And, and, and before I get there, it was, Naruto's really weird, man. The show was, show was kind of weird at first. I'm like, okay, what is this dude and this dude doing? Together? What are they doing together? Like, like, it was just so weird why he was trying to protect him so much. I'm like, this guy Zabas is like a is this guy a predator, man? What's going on? What kind of relationship do they got? You know what I mean? But then I had to try to just stay wholesome. I'm like, Zabas might be on some weird shit, dude. I don't know. But it, he just was so adamant about protecting this guy. Yeah. And Naruto just couldn't understand. And I think that might have been one of the few times where somebody used Naruto on Naruto. They took out the tiny violin before he could. You know what I mean? Hit him with a speech. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Put the put the fear. Like, well, I put the fear. Put the warm his heart up. You know what I'm saying? I guess got him to understand what was really going on. And I what, I guess what what Haku sacrificed. Yeah, he did. Haku stepped in and took the Chidori, which would have hit Zabazar and killed him. Boom. And took so, him out. And then yeah, and then Zabazar left him and was like, oh, he was weak. Mm-hmm. And that's when Naruto, who had Gives had his that speech. conversation, because he had had that conversation with him, mm-hmm. and he realized that even though you're my enemy, that doesn't mean you're not human. Exactly. And there, there are not reasons for what you're doing. Whether or not you made the right choice based on those reasons, we can debate that. Mm-hmm. But there's still reasons for what you're doing, and you're still a human being. And I think having that conversation was super important in the development of Naruto. Because that's what he was able to like go off on Zabaza and not even necessarily see him as a villain anymore, but just like, yo, you being an asshole. This boy loved you like a dad or like an older brother and just mm. sacrificed himself for you. And you just leave him like that, which then broke into Zabaza and you actually see him tearing up. And then he sacrifices himself, even with no arms, takes out a whole bunch of Gato's bandits and stuff. Like, Blade in the mouth, yeah, like, yeah, going crazy. Again, the a quick reform arc. So even though it was not a lot of episodes, he had a very quick reform arc because of what Naruto said to him. Again, words, words, more powerful there we go. than the violence. There we go, and this is the beginning, guys. This is the beginning of me not liking the show because. <laughs> The, the whole while, I'm just sitting there texting people like, yo, what is this? I guess you guys might remember my Facebook statuses. Like, this shit mad whack. Like, what are we doing here? I'm, I got to get my fights interrupted with some words <laughs> when you just gave me hella words before <laughs> this. You know what I mean? Like, you gave me hella filler episodes with just words before this. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, it's, this, at this point, after the bridge arc, the only cool thing about that was we got to see Kakashi get down 
I seen teamwork with Sasuke and Naruto. This is for me, anyway. Not for everybody else. This is how I was feeling at the time. Sasuke and Naruto doing the teamwork was really cool. What the fuck is a Ninetales? What is this? What is this power I'm seeing? You know what I mean? I'm confused at this point. Intrigued, though. I'm like, okay. I'm excited to see what this is going to do, right? right? Kakashi, okay, you're very strong. Sakura, okay, you suck. All right, this show is about talking <laughs> and not fighting. That's what I think at this point. This show is talking and not fighting. This is Naruto the talk show. That's valid. And you know what? That's a valid, not criticism, but that's a valid understanding of what the show is at that time. At the time. Valid. Yeah, at that time. That's what I was feeling. So I'm like, okay, this is eh. It's going to be a tough watch for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is what I'm thinking. So we, we, we jump ahead to... Oh, my boy, Naruto gets the bridge named after him. Again, that was another cool thing. Yeah. I, I uh, kind of put that as a little mark um, later on. I, I, I kind of marked that moment as the beginning of the legend of Naruto. Like, that was the real beginning of it. Like, you know what I mean? He was on here. His words touched a bunch of people to the point where they named this bridge after him. And anybody who comes and walks on this bridge or travels on this bridge, this is called the Naruto Bridge. You're going to have to acknowledge this man somehow like oh who if, if by the very least who's naruto you know what i mean and i think on the side that bridge might have helped spread his fame just a little bit at that point um but so we jump ahead and uh where are we at now we're back in we're back in the village naruto's still a dickhead <laughs> number one hyperactive ninja number, number one, one most knucklehead most unpredictable ninja yes and, and they get, uh, they're getting ready what for we, tuning exams. Getting ready for tuning exams. Is this where the two kind of split off now? Where they kind of find their own signing? You know what I mean? All, well, not yet, but like that's where uh, nah. Naruto kind of goes with Jiraiya, and then now he's going with Kakashi. Not, he's not go in his own way. No, not immediately. So right now they're they're kind of back. They're back from the, the mission. They're healing, and now they're getting ready to take the tests for the tuning exam. So the beginning test for the tuning. So they remember they have to sit through that test. Oh, <clears> yeah. You got to figure out a way to So this what well, actually and back up before that this they're getting ready for the uh, for the tuning exams, and this is where we get introduced to Gara, um, Conqueror, and Tamari. Because they walk, walk in the into town and they mm-hmm. like oh, ready to start to beat people up, and Conqueror is ready to kill Naruto like right off, off the shot, off like shot, yeah. like kill him, like not even knock him out. I'm ready to just kill you right now. So they get introduced like holy shit, this whole group of kids like the the Sand Village is wow. And about so that action, boy. That I'm glad you I'm real. glad you backed it up because this is this is um, again. Guys, this is just a bunch of reaction pods, man. It's all it is. It's a bunch of reaction pods. And at the moment, I'm like, yo, Sand Village, what the hell is this? New Village. You know what I mean? I didn't know there was going to be other villages. I didn't realize that. So I'm thinking like, okay, Sand Village, we're going to must have different powers. It's got to be, right? And uh, I, I, you don't know Conqueror's a puppet guy yet. You just think he's a weirdo with face paint. You know what I mean? Talking <laughs> shit. Like, so don't they come in and kind of I think Gara says something to Sasuke, right? Because they're kind of like, you know, there. real recognized, real, you know what I mean? He's like, hey, what's, what you got going on? What you got going on? They kind of do that little stare-off type shit. They treat Naruto like, like a nuisance. They're like, he's not about nothing. 
Yeah, man, watch out, bro. We're not. This is come on. This is this is strong boys talking. Watch For, out, like bro. back back, get over back back. Come on, watch but that that's the beginning, and then you have the test by Beaky. <laughs> so because everybody's getting caught cheating, everybody's spazzing out, and again, it shows you Naruto's thing. He's like, which is cool because they actually said it when Ibiki said it at the end is when kids are, and he did it and he's like, yeah, you can give up or whatever, whatever. And you start seeing uh, people give up. And in, in sports, it's like that too. Football too. Coaches do that too. Is you just start, you make, start making kids do push-ups. You start making do whatever. You're going to see who's the one that's going to give up. Like who's the first one to say, cause then it's like, it literally is like a bug. One person gives up and they're like, well, I just did more than that guy. So now I'm going to quit. And oh, well, I did one more than that guy. So now I'm going to quit. And it's like a domino effect. And so kids started quitting. The ninjas, the young ninjas started quitting. And then Naruto just raised his hand and yelled up. And I was like, I'm not going to quit. You're not going to make me quit. I'm going to stay here to the end. He actually solidified the rest of the group to stay. And Ibiki actually said that. He's like, oh, he kind of hardened their will. And he made everybody else who heard that speech that didn't quit, everybody else stayed in the end. No matter if they passed or not, they stayed in the end. So again, even though it comes finds out, he didn't answer anything on the test. Nothing. He just stayed there and wouldn't quit. You're not gonna you're not gonna kick him out. You're not gonna make him leave on his own. He's not gonna do that. And even in in his own effort, he's gonna inspire other people to stay. Number one talkative ninja, man. And, and this is... And, I, and the filler episodes in the shooting exam arc weren't as uh, bad uh, as the other ones, you know, that, that came before this arc. Uh, actually, this... I think in the first installment of Naruto, this is probably my favorite arc, I believe. This is, this is my favorite because this is what kept me really watching. You know what I mean? Just because um, it reminded me of Dragon Ball as far as uh, some sort of like, this is, this is their way of leveling up. You know what I mean? Like, this is their trial they got to do to level up when Goku and Krillin had to do a bunch of shit before the tournament. And then they get to the tournament. You know what I mean? They have their little, you know what I mean, fights and they see how strong they really are. So that was, you know, I really, I really enjoyed the different, like you said, they had to take the tests, the different tests, and then they get to the, the forest when they had to get the two scrolls. And, yeah, uh, that was the second part of the exam. So that's, that's after, the second part, right? That's after, after the, the test. test. So everyone who passed the test, so it's just whittling down kids. Mm-hmm. So after they pass the test, okay, now it's into the forest of death, forest of death with Anko. She's kind of proctoring that. That's where we get introduced to Kabuto. Anko super weird off the rip. Anko super weird. Off the, she's like eating and about fighting. Yeah, and, she's weird. And her outfit is not tactical at all. <laughs> no, she like that's what I'm saying. Like Naruto's on some really weird. Like she was straight out of like a damn grunge video. Like what was up with her? Yo, and she was wild. She bursted into the classroom, and the test wasn't even over yet with a whole sign and fanfare and everything. Like, what's going on with her? So the the way they introduced that's the, my one gripe with Naruto and the creators is that they would introduce characters and it would get you really excited thinking this character is going to be with you for a long way. And oh, it was that character's only with you for not even the whole arc they started. And that's why I did not like this show up until this point because they were giving me 
and which I couldn't prove up until then, but it ended up proving itself. You're giving me a bunch of backstory on people or just a bunch of little stories on people who don't matter. Like some of these people don't matter. The ones who matter, matter. But not all of these stories linked. Like you could have saved some time on a little story with her because none of that really mattered in the end. You know what I mean? You could have saved some of that time. Even, I mean, I guess the good part is, like you said, we're introduced to Kabuto. His fuck. Oh my God, he's the worst. Yeah. And he he's the worst. Out, he comes out like he's a friend, but you also, when you watch him, you're like, ah, something's a little off with this dude. You know like, something's off. Something's, uh, something's not quite right with this dude. Like, it's not. Because you can see Kakashi is even sensing it. He's like, hmm, I didn't hear you come in. Like, that's not normal. Who are you? Like, you're a little old, buddy. Like, who are you in the Leaf? You're, in, you're a Leaf ninja? We don't yeah, know you. You're taking a tuning exam? This is a little different. So we get there, we get to the Force of Death, we get introduced to one of Orochimaru's first faces. Oh, the woman. Yeah, that's one of his yes, first faces. We don't, yes, we don't see yes. his actual face until later. Yes, I don't know who then, that is yet. Yeah, so we don't really know that that's Orochimaru yet. Which is, and can we say, can we just talk about this a little bit? The fact that Orochimaru literally created... First of all, he created the sound ninjas, right? So yes. he created a whole ninja village. Yes. All the while infiltrating the sand villains. Yes. And then hyping both of them up to start a war. Yes. Uh, look, like hey, that, look, he's number one to me. Like, you know what I mean? At this point, you can't, you can't, you ain't getting no better than the Roach. Well, I, I thought that was going to be the dude. Like, you, you yeah. it, again, it starts you off thinking that Orochimaru is going to be the antagonist of antagonists. Like he's going to be the entire show of them trying to kill him. And then, you know, it hits you with a left turn, but <laughs> you still. Oh my goodness. Which, which a, I think leads into what a car life. crash of it. That was that was a car yes. crash of a storyline. Like that was that was bad. It shouldn't have did that. But it leads me to one of one of my favorite just Naruto moments of bravery is when he steps in front of Orochimaru's snake because they kind of play the scene back when now Sasuke is afraid and he's frozen in fear. And Naruto uses his two kunai knives and steps in front of the snakes and he starts talking shit to uh, Sasuke, he's like, I was like you know, oh yeah, yeah. Wake up, little boy, because we got to yeah. fight to go. You know, so I, I thought that was a great callback, and it set the stage for all of the callbacks. Because I know you haven't gotten to Boruto yet, but I mean, it, it's a great. You talked about how Naruto and uh, Sasuke fought really well as a team when they fought Haku. When they get into Baruto and they fight Momoshiki, they have a callback to that scene from 20 years ago. And it's like the coolest shit ever. To me, as a fan of the show, it was such a cool callback. And then you can see how their powers have grown, but it's still the same technique underneath it all. Underneath it all. It's, it's pretty cool to me. I'll get there. I'll get there eventually. <laughs> I will get to Baruto. This. Let me tell you something. So far, this was not convincing me. It was not, it, it wasn't, it wasn't convincing me. I, I did like the I did like the uh the writing as far as moving the plot forward with his tuning exams. Like I said, though, this was my this was my favorite arc just because it, it, it already kind of broke it down. The, the the exam breaks down the arc for you. You know what I mean? Like you got the first part, you got the second part. Okay, we're in the woods, we gotta get these scrolls. You see early kind of signs of all you get you get a better um 
understanding of a lot of the Leaf Ninja's personalities now. Like, you kind of see Eno's a little bit of a... Like, Eno and Shikumaru and, and Choji at that point were kind of, like, off to the side. You know, I'm like, hey, yeah. look, we don't want no trouble. They were all Jackie Chan. You know what I mean? We don't want no trouble. We don't want no trouble. You know what I mean? But when smoke comes, we can, you know I mean? we can handle ourselves. When, it, yeah, when it's going to be here, hey, we're not running. We're not running, but we don't want no trouble. We'll just avoid this and maybe pick up a scroll later. You know what I'm saying? That's what they were doing, which was like, okay, that's not my cup of tea in an anime. So it's, it's funny because at first I don't really like those three at all. You know what I mean? When I'm seeing that, I'm like, all right, these guys are the, the C-list characters. So I'm going to just, you know, whatever. And then we got... Um, who is it? Kiba, Hanata, and Neji. Yes. And at this point, you know, pe- plenty of people like Neji. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of him. I thought his character was dry at this point. I'm talking. I thought his character was dry. I did like him more than I liked Sasuke at that point, for sure. Yes. For sure. Sasuke, like I said, he was he's in Paramore. He's in Panic at the Disco. Like I didn't, I'm not a fan of him. And and I, at that point, I really liked that Byakugan. And I think it was just because of how you had to activate it. You know what I mean? Like when you say it, Byakugan. Like, you know what I mean? I just liked that. That was so cool to me. <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> I just thought that was so cool. I don't know why. You know what I mean? So I was fucking with the Byakugan, but I wasn't really fucking with Neji. But at that point, I'm thinking, okay, their team is, you know, kind of lit. Because, oh no, it's uh, Neji, Tintin, and Rock Lee. That was yes. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this team is kind of lit because Tintin is whack. I like Neji, and I like Rock Lee because I like my guy. But Tintin, we, you didn't think Tintin was whack. Like, Tintin was coming out with the scroll with all the weapons, and she was looking, like, fierce. Like, well, in my, okay, I didn't think she was soccer whack. But my rule with fighting is like if you got to use a bunch of tools and shit, you ain't you ain't got it like these dudes. I like, listen. I just thought she's doing. When she pulled out that with all the chains, and she pulled out the scroll with chains. I was like, okay, okay, we got something here. And she wasn't afraid to fight. Like she was like, I'm ready to throw hands. And I was. I think like, I might have called her useful back then. I was like, okay, okay. I was like, yo, she's the, okay, okay. I see that because she was such a difference from Eno, and then she was. Uh, she was such a difference from Eno and it's such a difference from Sakura. So it was yeah. like, okay, yeah, as go. a girl, yeah, for sure, for sure. But, as a girl, but, that was a different character. Yeah, but then again, like we said, they're very good at introducing a character to you and thinking it's going to be one way and hitting you with the left turn. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> and, is it, and, and, and that's a big flaw in this first installment, man. Yes. It's a really, really big flaw in that. They did it with a lot of characters. Because they, like I said, Neji was cool, but they could have did more earlier on to make him likable, I think. Or just to make him, like, we knew how strong he was. If they weren't going to make him likable, I wish they would have showed him, oh, they eventually do. This is, we're, we're still, we didn't get there yet. Yeah, at this get point, there. they get there, but at that point, I wanted more from Neji. You know what I'm saying? I wanted a little more, but whatever. Uh, what's his name? Kiba. Yeah, Hina- Kiba. Kiba, Hinata, and... Uh, Shino? Yeah, Shino Aparami. At this point, I thought Kiba was okay. You know what I mean? Every, yo, you, everybody thought, listen, everybody thought Kiba... I, th- I thought he was okay. Shino was like, yo, like, Shino looked like he was a psychopath. Like, he was like... Was I love Shino from like, the jump. Shino it, was my... Oh, I loved him from the jump. Yo, you want to talk Bug about boy. Somebody, Yo, you want to talk about somebody that gets nerfed? Yo, he gets completely nerfed in Boruto. They, I mean, they did him dirty and and Shippuden. for real. Like he, he basically becomes a Ruka Sensei in yeah. Naruto. You like, yo, what happened? That's this tough. dude was having his beetles eat people alive, yo. Man, this dude's tough. 
I was really, yeah, it, it, it was disappointing. I, I wasn't mad how they turned Kiba into Yamcha, though. I was cool with that. For real. They I was like... cool with that, though. Wolfang, <laughs> Wolfang Fist and everything, bro. Well, because yeah, it, it, yo, it never grew. It's like Fang over Fang was cool the first three times. But, but what are you that, doing? <laughs> oh, a three-headed dog? Okay, Cerberus. Like, I don't it's care. It's not about working you. after that. Yeah, bro. Like, it's not, it's, it's, it ain't it, bro. It really ain't it. Like, if, if we really being honest with you, Shino could have took you out a long time ago, had his Beatles eat that shit and call it a day. He could have had him eat Kiba, I mean, not Kiba, Akamaru and call it a day. You know what I'm saying? But I digress. We're, we're, we're getting a little into the characters now. We're getting more into the Leaf Village and seeing some of the real kind of personality traits. You know, um, at this point, Shikamaru is, oh, what a drag about everything. Yes. And as smart as he is, I wanted to like him because I, I uh, see a little bit of myself in him. You know what I mean? Just uh, try to be a tactician and think things out and kind of try to be a few steps ahead of people when it comes to maybe your mindset. But I'm like, damn, you're such a dickhead. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? You're not even. But then again, that's I, I mean, I liked him and I didn't like him. I guess I was probably projecting because I didn't I didn't try as hard as I should have in school. You know what I mean? I Because I didn't really have to, luckily. Yeah. You know it was, what I mean? It, it came easy. To it me. came easy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it. This is this was me. <laughs> This was me. I was, oh, what a drag. This up. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, it, it's kind of like seeing shit in slow motion. It's like, oh my God, okay, you're going to go over there. You're going to yep. do this. Yep. Oh, I got to deal with this. And, you know, deal, and, yeah. and not having anyone to talk to during the day because whatever he said used to just go over Eno and Choji's head. No so idea he, what's going on. So he couldn't talk to anybody until he got home and talked to his dad. Because uh-huh. then his dad would understand or talk to Asuna. Yeah, and he had to kind of humble himself yes. talking, talking to Asuma because he slick was smarter, but, you know, Asuma's still an adult. And he's, you know, he has more wisdom. Yes. So he had and to it, kind of bring it down, like, okay, wait, I can still learn something from this guy. Like, yeah, you know and, and so that must have been hard because you got to wait. That's why he used to play Shogi with Asuma all day long because mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. that's the only person he could, like, really have a real conversation for him that was going to be meaningful where he was going to actually take something from that conversation. Exactly. And, and you know, we, we I mean, and eventually they get there, but it's just the beginning of Shikamaru wasn't too likable, but I'm not mad at it because I felt like, you know, it, it set up for a good character arc. Like, you know what I mean? Good development for him. Yes. Even though I love the fact, I love the way he would defend Choji, you know, he'd like, don't call him fat. Like, he's not fat. And then, and then somebody would mess around and call Choji fat, and Choji would like spaz out. Oh yeah. boy, the he'd best. have to go calm him down. So I love that interaction because mm-hmm. it really did show that even though, it, like shit, you should just bother him. He's like, oh my god, it's so much. Like he really, really did care for his friends, and he really did care for Choji. And he was like, I'm not trying to have no one hurt Choji's feelings unnecessarily. So that was always cool with me. Like when you pick up on those little cues. That was mm-hmm. very cool. And so, you know, like you said, we're going through the woods. They go, we're getting little glimpses. We're seeing how kind of bad some of these people from the Sand Village are. And um, I think while they're in the forest, you start to get a couple of these hints that something might be going down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like something might be going down past the tuning exams. It might yeah. be. We don't, I don't quite know. We don't quite know yet, but we know something's, something's afoot. You the, know what I mean? The so, sound ninja, they are attacking. The sound ninja are constantly attacking Naruto mm-hmm. and his group and Team 7. Uh, I, I like that they tried to make that password, and then Sasuke 
purposely made it too long for Naruto to remember it. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and Asaka is kind of oblivious. He's like, well, what do you mean? He said it word for word. Yeah, you think Naruto's going to say it word for word? Oh. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so some of these things are cool. It makes you like, I, they, they tried to make Sasuke likable right there. Nope, didn't work for me. <laughs> but, you know, it, it gets, it gets, it starts to get deep because, you know, uh, Kabuto starts to kind of team up with Team 7 for a little yeah. bit. To and get the scrolls towards To the get end. the scrolls yep. towards the end, exactly. And so we get to the, the fighting portion, and this is when things turn up for me. This is when things turn up for me. You know, obviously, uh, Sasuke, uh, not Sasuke, Sakura and Eno. That yeah. was cool. That was so a cool, it, like that was a cool fight. So you're talking about after we get out of the woods, they made it, they got this scroll, they heaven and earth mm-hmm. scrolls, mm-hmm. and now they're in the tournament battle. They're in the tournament battle now. And uh that was that was probably the moment where I'm like, all right, this is really you know what I mean. I was already really starting to ramp up because the whole series is okay, this is cool, this is cool, this is cool. And now they're fighting tournament style, you know. I'm coming from Dragon Ball. This is what I know. I'm like, okay, world tournament, baby. Let's get it. Come on, fight to the death. You know what I'm saying? Fight to the death. Well, hey, Garo was really trying to fight to the death. That's so why I was... look. And Garo early was one of my favorite characters because I'm like, oh, this guy is crazy. Yo, this hey, guy's but... talking to his brother and sister like, yo, I'll kill you. Yo, bro. and they scared of shit too. And they're like, yeah, he about to spaz. I ain't gonna kill him. Hey, Garo, please stop. Hey, Garo, you wanna stop? We got yo, a mission out, to do. Yo, come on, chill out, bro. Chill out, chill out. The, the oh, mission, Garo. Put that up. Put that up. Everybody. Black Black Air Force One energy to the max. I love to it. To the max. I loved it. I need I need every bit of that energy. Yo. Because that's where you that to me, that's what the show was lacking. I'm like, I'm seeing all this, you know, I love positivity, all that is cool. But damn it, I need somebody out here <laughs> ruining shit. Give me a wild card, man. Throw somebody out here that's ready to fuck the whole thing up, man. Shake the table a little bit. And man, that's what Gar came in there doing. He need them throwing them good hands. But that was the ultimate. But I tell you what, the best part is the ultimate flex, though, that everybody remembers. And and, and I want to say this. is that Hopefully they, it ever makes it to his ears or he listens to this. But have you ever seen, you seen Mo Lowry's videos when he used to drop those videos, like the voiceover videos? You ever seen those? I'm give me one of them, I'm not sure. So he did like he did a Dragon Ball Z one, like yeah, it says uh cooler, cooler than cool. So when cooler comes in to fight uh Goku because he beat Frieza and he does this whole voiceover for it, it's funny as shit. He's like, Wait, not gonna show you the smoker lips, fam. And he <laughs> like has the mat he has the mask come across Frieza's face. And he's like, oh, throwing them good hands. Bing, 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 bing. And he does all these sound effects. And so Molar is funny as shit. And then he did a, a voiceover of the Rock Lee Gar fight. And I swear in the last, this was a couple of years ago when it came out. But during that time frame when that came out, so many people I feel like that weren't Naruto fans or weren't anime fans got introduced to that scene and they got introduced to the animation of it but they also got introduced to the <clears throat> they got introduced to the voiceover of it and I think that has become such a great fight scene in memories because of that but if you, if you can find it because sometimes videos will get copyright stricken and taken down but if you can find a Mo Lowry voiceover of the Rock Lee Gar fight it's funny as shit 
he was like, man, <laughs> when when Rockley is like, you know, he's got he puts his, uh, he opens up the first gate and he's got the speed going through. He's like, he had my man guard looking like a wall, lost kid at Walmart. Look, man, yo, yo, man, he was looking so crazy. Rockley had that boy looking foolish, man. But that to me, I think that really opened it up to a lot of non, uh, a lot of non anime fans because then it became because he made a big deal of uh, when Rockley dropped the weights. And so when he takes off his weights and everybody's like, you know, they're like, oh, what's the little weight's going to do? And he drops them and it makes that boom. boom. And you realize just how much he's technically holding himself back. Because you got to realize that now you got to think he had those weights on during the forest of death. Mm-hmm. Everybody was dead tired. And he had those weights on during the, the forest of death arc. The whole time. The whole time. And then took them off to fight and still was fighting on what other people who have no energy, he's fighting on like another level, and they're realizing just how good of a tight jutsu practitioner Rock is. Which, and then that's how, that's how boom he falls into my top three, doing shit like that. You know, what I mean, getting through to that penetrable, uh, unpenetrable defense, the ultimate defense, if you will. You know yeah. what I mean? And um, ultimately, that ends. Doesn't that end with you know Gara crushing Rock Lee's leg? Oh, you know what I mean? Leg and arm, I think. Yeah, he puts him in the sand coffin. Sand, and he's sand about, coffin. He's like, sand coffin, sand burial. He's about to he's about to kill him, too. And then Kakashi and Mike got hopped in. And they they hopped in and stopped it. But the, the best the best part, not the best part, but almost like the saddest part, but like again, that shows you who Rockley is. He still got up after having his arm and leg crushed and presumably being knocked unconscious. You know, and this is anime world. He still mm-hmm. got up. Just mm-hmm. on sheer muscle memory, mm-hmm. he still stood up to defend himself. Need to fight. And I'm like, you you know, you, you can't go wrong having a dude like that in your corner. Like, no. You can't. Because that dude is going to push you to be better. Because he may not ever make it to your talent level, but he's going to push you way past what you thought you could be mm-hmm. He's going to way past. You're going to be such a better person, player, education or whatever it is because you got someone like that all the time. And now you get to see the um, you get to see the, the relationship even more so with Guy and uh, Rock Lee. Yes. And uh, I think each fight kind of, you know, expanded on everybody's relationship with each other uh, in different ways. Like I say, Eno and Sakura, they had to fight it out. They had past childhood shit that they got to deal with in the ring. Double mm-hmm. KO. Yeah, because they're they're at that point, at that point, they were evenly matched. Yeah, and you know, super rivals. You know what I'm saying? Um, who fought? Was that Tamari and uh, Tamari and Tamari and Ten Ten? Ten Ten. That was the first. Yeah, that's, <laughs> oh, shit. That's when she broke Tamari. She broke Ten Ten's back. I mean, Ten Ten's back. Yeah, she broke her fucking back on the fan. Who did Shikamaru fight? Because he lost, didn't he? But he fought a. Did he give up? No, Shikamaru gave up against. Uh, Shikamaru gave up against Tamari when they got into the main fight tournament when they fought in the actual arena. Okay, and he only gave up because he was getting tired and the sun was going down. Yeah, and he was like, he's like, I don't have enough energy, I don't have enough chakra, and the sun's going down. I have less shadows to work with, so I can't keep this going. So I. And he's the only one that passed because they're they're like, well, yeah, he was smart enough to know that. He's, 
he needs to pass. So he yeah. passed. But oh, he, he beat <laughs> who did he beat? He beat another ninja. Or it was a girl, another female ninja, because he had her like actually hit her head against the wall and knock herself out. Yeah, I'm about to say he kept backing her up. Yeah, it was one of the, I think it was one of the sound ninjas. One, one of the like, sound ninjas, probably. It was one of the sound ninjas. Had her he back kept backing her up. her up, and then she ended up like bending backwards and didn't understand her where uh, surroundings and knocked herself out because she hit herself on the wall. And then so we get we get that fight. We see a little bit like oh, okay, this is what Shikamaru really can do. This yeah. is. This is things in a drag right now. Uh, we see Hanata, the Battle of the Byakugan, Hanata mm-hmm. versus Neji. Yeah. Um, that was good little uh, foreshadowing with with Naruto always being her inspiration. You know, what I mean, cheering yeah. her off. Uh, good little foreshadowing with that. Who else? What other fight did we get in there? Also, too, it foreshadowed how. I mean, it didn't really explicitly put it out there, but you know, he beat the shit out of Neji because. Neji beat the shit out of Hinata. Trina. Like, so I need know, some get back to that one, boy. So, you know, it, it always it shows you that Naruto remembers when you did something to her. Like, yeah, so. I need that. It, they didn't do it explicitly, but you could tell. Like, he was mm-hmm. like, oh, what? That's what you're going to do to your cousin? Mm-hmm. Okay. I got something for that ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hit him with the shadow clones and then it came out the dirt. So hit him with the, all oh, you can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the fights were getting pretty good. And then. This whole while, while these fights are going on, apparently Orochimaru and the sand and the sound have been scheming to take over the leaf. That took over people's bodies. He, Orochimaru has found out that he's actually been um, masquerading as uh, the Kage for the sand villains. <laughs> like, like, yo. And is, wasn't the Kage, that was Gar's dad, right? Yeah. Right. He's dead. Yeah. Killed him. Dead. Killed Gar's dad. Was masquerading as the Kage and setting this whole thing in motion to invade the Leaf Village to basically kill the third Hokage. Mm-hmm. Take over. And take over and like expand into, you know, quote, ninja world domination. Mm hmm. And is, so. Which is super uh, funny. <laughs> who, who, who? Somebody let off some, some, some gas or something, and everybody went to sleep, or they just went. It was a genjutsu. No, it was a genjutsu. It was a genjutsu, and then everybody except Shikamaru, because Shikamaru realized was already asleep. Genjutsu. Was no, he already asleep? Faking. He was faking. He was faking it. So Shikamaru, because um, because Sakura was good at genjutsu, so she woke herself up out of it, and then she got everybody else, and then she was like Shikamaru, and he was like, and he like peeked up. She's like, you know. And he was like, yeah, I realized it before it happened. I just didn't want to do anything. <laughs> he pretended to be asleep. And then so she woke him up and he had to actually fight. But he just pretended to be asleep. You know, that's the funny thing. He was like, I ain't about to do nothing. And so now we're seeing fucking mayhem in the Leaf Village. And, and at this point, I'm thinking the Leaf Village is like, uh, I'm thinking the Leaf Village at this point is like how we look at America in real life. As far as there can't be anything happening on foreign, I mean, on, on, on home soil. Like, we can't have no battles, you know what I mean? Like, no real, you know what I'm saying? Like, if we're yeah. fighting a war, it's gonna be on somebody else's soil. It's not gonna be on ours. Words. So, when this shit happened, I'm like, whoa, they coming home. They, they, y'all taking it to the crib with this one? What's going on? We, people live here, you know what I mean? I was a little like taken aback when that shit started to happen. And again, I haven't really been really introduced to Orochimaru yet, so I don't really know what the, what's coming. 
And I think uh, with that, this is right before they they all come in and really fuck it up, and they have to. And Lord Third has to fight him. Before we get into that, I think we should kind of pause this one, and yeah. we'll, we'll save that for part two. We'll yes. start. We'll start there, part two, and just kind of breeze through the rest and see how far we get again. Okay, guys, this is gonna be the end of part one. Me and Chris will be back at the end of the week, maybe next week, with part two. If you have any questions, if you have any disagreements, maybe you have some agreements, hit me up, Majin West, Twitter, West Got Next, Twitter, West Got Next, Instagram. If you got me on Facebook, hit me on Facebook. If you don't got me on Facebook, then you don't got me on Facebook. It's over with for you, buddy. <laughs> so <laughs> it just is. Chris will be back. He's going to be back with me to finish up this part two. And no doubt, no doubt. You will hear his voice again for probably a couple other parts in this series, in the Shinobi series, as we like to call it. And Chris, you got any, you got any closing remarks for the people? Hey, man, I'm just grateful that I'm on the show and I get to talk Naruto. So I love that. And same thing, if you guys got any disagreements or agreements, if you're on my side and, and you liking what I'm saying, again, hit me up on social media, hit me up on Instagram at big underscore blurred. Same thing on Twitter and then on Facebook. Uh, so yeah, let me know, man. Hit me in the comment section. Uh, hit me in the comment section. Send me a DM. Whatever you need to do, like some old previous posts I've had. You know, just engage with your boy on social media. It's gonna be all positive because I'm a Naruto hater, apparently. So <laughs> you know how that goes. <laughs> but we'll get into it, guys. Like you might, I might have some takes that surprise you. I might not have takes that don't surprise you. Who knows? Whatever. Like every episode that I do. Share this with your friends. You share this with your enemies. But whatever you do, please do not try to take my downs because I got next. Peace.